Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, exciting uh, from my standpoint. Um, yeah, it was a perfect day. I mean, it didn't. We didn't lead every lap, but uh, certainly a perfect day in the sense of uh, you know being fastest in practice and fastest in qualifying, and then winning the race. So we haven't had too many of those in my career for sure. And um, yeah, the clashes, obviously, the other ones that we had won were at the uh, at Daytona. So. To knock off another venue where we've uh, won is obviously very special. Yeah, Denny, I'm just curious how your shoulder's doing and whether it was worse or better than what you thought it was going to be. I appreciate your concern, Bob. It's, it is. It's very good. Um, I, uh, yeah, you know, we knew that this race was going to fatigue it a little bit. Adrenaline is such a factor. I mean, like, you know, last year, even though it was really, really bad, it's uh, adrenaline once you get in the car. It's just it's a lot different. These guys hood up. I can sympathize with that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, overall, I, it feels better than I thought it would, uh, considering you know, how far you have to crank the wheel at this racetrack. Uh, but, it, you know, the race is just short enough to fatigue it a little bit. So when I get to Daytona, it'll be nice and strong. Jordan Bianchi two, from The Athletic, two questions. Uh, first question, it's easy to d- dismiss this race and say you won this race at the exhibition, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at Joy Logano two years ago, wins this race, wins a championship. You look at Truex last year, wins this race, wins a regular season title. Is there any correlation or anything that you can take away from this that applies to that, or is this just a happy coincidence? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Um, I got to sneeze. It'll happen in the next 20 seconds or so, but I'm trying not to get too far into my thought before I have to stop. <clears throat> but I would say you know, this track does – there's some correlation to some short tracks that we run. So – it's not like a complete throwaway that um, we don't have any idea whether we're going to be good or not. I guess the correlation would be for me personally is that, you know, the first year here we had some, you know, issues and our setup wasn't very good. Then we went to the very first Martinsville spring race and we're terrible also. And then when we ran really good here last year, we went to the spring race at Martinsville and ran really, really well. So I think there is some small correlations that seem to, um, you know, be you know somewhat substantial i mean it's i always said there's not really i don't know you've seen different circumstances where someone wins you know this race and then they're near nothing happens in the regular season right so it just seems like the last two there's been something now is that a clash thing uh because it you know it is a short track i'm not really sure but certainly believe that you know i've told you guys that this year i'm really optimistic about this season and how much we can win. And what is the challenge 
of starting restarting behind your teammate in a late race situation, and especially a teammate that doesn't have a lot of experience, and it's a physical race, and not wanting to rough them up too much, and what that line is. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I certainly knew you know Ty battling for his first win. I wasn't gonna do anything to try to compromise that. Um, luck, I was just a lucky. I, you know, I drew the right ping pong ball and the circumstances that happened off of turn two uh, with him and Joey, and it just kind of opened up the bottom for me. So, you know, I was really fortunate. I didn't feel like I really knocked anyone out of the way in the second half of the race. I mean, surely there was some bump, bumper tag. Uh, but, man, once you get in that sandwich and you're getting pushed from behind, so you're pushing the person in front of you, it's almost like you, you can't stop it. Like, it's it's just interesting how it all plays out. But m my goal was certainly to not have contact with Ty or affect that just simply because of, you know, it's a kid's first opportunity, real opportunity to, to go to go win. But also, I'm going to do everything I can to win in, in a very fair manner, and I feel like that's what we did. We'll go to Daniel, Zach, then Jeff, then in the back. Daniel McFadden, FrenchStretch.com. we got two questions. Uh, with Given how quickly the rescheduling happened today, what do you think the vibe was out there, mm -hmm. given the last minute nature, the crowd? How, how did it get come off for you? I, I think we should consider tonight a success. Only – because if it didn't happen tonight, it was not. I just don't think it was going to happen at all. And so while you know there would be some people that are upset about not being able to use their ticket for tomorrow, they weren't going to use it Monday either. So, mm -hmm. and and then Tuesday, I'm not sure was an option. It just was. This thing was just going to snowball into uh, a really straining the teams, um, all the people here at the Coliseum to have to get this thing converted back over. Um, Tonight was the only option to get this thing in, and I'm really happy that NASCAR, you know, made unprecedented changes to to make sure that the fans at least saw a race. And if this is the last clash at the Coliseum, we go somewhere else next year. How do you sum up this initial three-year experiment? I think it was a success. I mean, certainly you can't argue it from a viewership standpoint. Um, I, I certainly think that you know it, it's got merit in going different places, but I think LA, LA was very good to us. Um, and, and I think we were good for this community as well. If you look around the, the, the stands, it's more diverse than what you'll see at most race cars, at most racetracks. So uh, I think it was a win for everyone. Zach. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Denny, um, you mentioned Ty. What did you see from him tonight? Obviously, he led 84 laps. He, he was a strong contender. Um, what did you see from him? And I guess as a kind of part B to that, how have you seen him mature over the last year and a half? Yeah, I mean he's just gotten better, right? I mean he's he's very young. He's he's green. I mean he he is definitely green. But um, I have a lot of interactions with with Ty. Obviously he you know he flies to and from races with me each and every week, and you know he he asks a lot of questions, and so that's certainly um, something that uh, it, it's going to take time. And you know to I think he's going to have tremendous success this year. I think he's going to be part of the playoffs. I don't think there that's going to be a big shock to anyone. Um, but you know. He's far ahead of where I was when I was his age, for sure. Um, when I was his age, I, I was definitely still running late models, for sure. I, I don't even know if I'd won a late model race yet at this point. So um, he's certainly way ahead of that um, that step. And, you know, we're going to be talking about him for 20-plus years, right? So uh, he's he's got a great foundation. He's going to be with a great team for the rest of his career. So um, he's got everything lined up right for him and it's very easy it will be very easy for him to be yeah, tough on himself or you know pick apart what he could or should have done but he's gonna have so many more opportunities it's hardest 
it's hard to look that far out when you're that age, but he certainly needs to put in perspective that he's really making some big strides and, you know, he's starting to race with the big boys. Going back to Jordan's question about the correlation in terms of this clash and, and future success, just building momentum from this weekend, how significant is that for the 11 team to start off on the right foot? Obviously, it's been a great couple of years, the last couple, uh, really for the last five or so, six or so years uh, for you and this team. But um, to build momentum tonight into this season, how significant is that? Yeah, I mean, it, probably the 11 team is the only thing that really got anything out of tonight. Uh, you know, realistically speaking, I, I even mentioned on another interview that. Like, if your favorite driver didn't even make the race, I'm not really sure it's a huge deal, right? It just isn't. There's only one winner that comes out of this weekend. I mean, ask how, how he feels about it. He's just like probably, eh, you know. I think he was on the podium last year, and there's just not much correlation. There is some, but not a lot. And so there's there's only one winner, and certainly it's the, the 11 team tonight. And uh, we got a few new members on our team, both on the road team and engineering. So uh, to break them in. Uh, with a victory, uh, you know, we spoil them early. We'll go to Jeff, Lee, and then in the back. It looked like every corner, your car was smoking going into the corners. <laughs> how did you not, you know, how, how did you win the race in that with your car not being able to turn that well, I guess? And, and how did you not get run over by Kyle yeah. on last restart who said... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And hear that he wanted to knock you out of the way if you had a chance. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was locking. I mean, I, I could feel it locking up but i didn't see the smoke or know how bad it was and with these cars it's just it's, it's the configuration of the track right we're, we're braking heavily and we're starting to turn and once you take the load off the left front it's it, it smokes it and if you smoke it one good time that thing has a flat spot so as it goes around and you go to the next corner it's going to find that flat spot again and it's just going to keep making it worse so once i did it one good time that was it. You know, I was, I was destined to do it just about every corner unless I really backed up my braking and then I was going to get run over anyway. So I just said, screw it. You know, hopefully the t tire stays together. Um, I've got to smoke this thing to keep my entry speed up high enough to where I don't get pummeled. And, you know, fortunate for me, Kyle was behind me. There was probably no other person, a teammate or not. Like there's no other person I'd rather have third in that situation because he's just always been super fair to me. Go Lee. Lee Spencer, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Sorry if I, this was asked when I was outside, but um, how does the shoulder feel and does winning kind of, you know, cure some of those ailments? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it feels good to me now. I mean, certainly I, I can feel now I kind of let things go. It's it's or it's it's aching and whatnot, but like that's very normal. I mean, when I do PT, it aches the next day as well. So it's all just part of getting better and stronger. And, you know, I found while running the sim that this race was far more strenuous than a Las Vegas or a Daytona will be. So I think that we've, we've kind of passed the test that we're going to be good to go to start the season. And, you know, it's certainly not going to be a factor for the 11 car. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll go in the back. Um, Alan Bossier, uh, net 25. Uh, compare your thoughts 
after uh, lap 10 restart versus lap one restart. And also, if there is a second season of NASCAR full speed, should this race make it uh, be a feature? <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, yeah, the, the, the collaboration between the city and NASCAR over these last three years has been awesome. And it'd be great to see that. I mean, there's probably very few people, right, um, that you know, they watch that series on Netflix and, and know that, hey, by the way, they built a track inside of a football stadium as well. So, you know, that's not part of the story. But certainly I think that it just gave the fans just a little bit of taste of what this sport is about and what it can do. And um, I think there's still really a lot of stories to be told. And so I think, you know, more than likely you'll you'll see something like that again this year. And uh, this is a great opportunity to, to tell the story about L.A. and that collaboration. Uh, are you talking about the end of the race? The ten? Yep. Uh, I mean, it's so different because each situation is different, and um, I only controlled a couple of the restarts. But obviously, I, I didn't do a great job because I kept overshooting the corner, and then that's when I flat spotted the tires. But I mean, I was nervous. I, I just, you know, not nervous like oh, I'm excited and worried about making a mistake. I was more nervous of. I'm going to get knocked out of the way here. Like, I just knew that, well, we're up front again. That's just going to wait on the, you know, as Jeff Gluck would say, the piano would fall right on top of us and the road runner and boom, there, there we go. So um, I just think that, uh, you know, you've, when we've had as bad, much bad luck as I have, you always kind of wait on the, the bad shoe to drop. But I, I just, it was, it was fortunate for me to be in the situation I was. And had I, would I be able to get around the 54? Had he not had the issue right there in the first, no way, right? But it just, I was able to capitalize on that opportunity when it happened. So um, the restarts are tough, especially at this track where you have high braking. You know, the, the second and third place car don't care about your agenda and they're just going to run through you and force you up off the bottom. And that's how most of the passes get made here. We'll go to Brian, then Rob, then we'll wrap with Daniel. Congratulations, first of all, Denny. Um, did you notice any discernible difference with the new Toyota body style uh, versus the previous two iterations here at the Clash? No, not really. Um, I, it's There's not enough corner speed to really tell. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get an indication of kind of like drag at Daytona, right? We're going to get an indication of downforce when we get to the mile-and-a-half racetracks. But certainly feel like it, it had – a lot of speed, right? We, we got on the pole by more than a tenth on a track where everyone runs nearly the same speed. So I think that uh, it, it obviously, they spent a lot of time between Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota and 2311 developing, you know, this new XSC. And obviously it's one for one now, but I still think it's too early to really draw any conclusions to, you know, where it's going to be better. We'll go to Rob. Uh, Rob Edelstein, TV Guide Magazine. Um, another question about the Netflix show. You were um, a big part of the uh, the early part of it. Uh, first, were you happy with how it all came out um, in terms of how you were shown? And if you had the editing pen, what would you have changed? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that there was... When you set out from the very beginning that it's going to be X amount of episodes, um, this amount of time per episode... They got to get through. They got to get through the ten weeks, right? And so you average that out. That's two weeks per episode. Yeah, you know, there's a lot that goes on in that two weeks, right? And so, um, but you also just if people want more, that's a good thing. Like I think that they're like 
what I'm saying is there is st more stories to tell. And when this thing comes back around in a year or so, you're probably going to see maybe some different characters in it. You're going to see more in-depth, um, you know, information and things, you know, more lifestyle stuff from other guys. And so I think there's um, there's a lot to tell. I mean, even from the technical aspect of it, um, you know, we didn't tell a whole lot of the stories of, like, what makes these cars go around in circles every single week. You know, what you see on Sunday is just the end product. What goes into all that is um, it's, it's amazing to see hundreds of people that all have a hand in making those cars, making the show happen. And that, even from NASCAR standpoint, what it takes to put on the show, right? Um, I think that, uh, there's a lot to tell and certainly, but I thought it was a very good snapshot of NASCAR and it kind of told a story of we race for this long, then we have a playoff and then here's how the playoffs work. That helps with the, with the new NASCAR fans that like it essentially was about four hours of, a NASCAR 101, you know, for, for any newbie that had, you know, just, Hey, I don't want to, I, I, I want to, I don't want to watch a race cause I don't know what's going on. If you watch that, you're going to get a, now you're going to know when you flip the channel, kind of what's going on in the middle of the race now. So that, I think that accomplished that. And, uh, you know, hopefully in the, in going forward, they, they have another one and you'll see even more stories. We'll wrap up front with Daniel. So it, it's only been, five days since the series debuted, but I was wondering, like, in your role as owner, have you heard, I mean, and we've we've heard some data about the, the shows, oh, top five in the U.S., top ten in the U.K., stuff like that, but in, in your role as an owner, has have you heard from NASCAR any really concrete data about how many people have consumed this just out of the gate, and did you have any idea what, like, what their expectations were going in to this week? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only data I have is you know, my social media. And I would think, you know, most of the avid fans probably follow me in some sort anyway. Right. What I've seen is just a big jump, um, of, of following over the last five days. And when you look at the area where they're from, their gender, all that stuff, it's, it's a different crowd. So I think that, uh, certainly it's, it's getting out to people that probably have not seen NASCAR before from what I can see.